You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. We are well into the college basketball season now. You know, I've had about a week of games to look back on, so we're going to continue some more, a lot of college basketball picks coming up on this podcast, so get you ready for this upcoming weekend of games. Um, and as always, kind of going over the biggest news that's happening in and around the college basketball world. And a little bit of a college football NFL update. Uh, get you ready for those games coming up this weekend. So, a lot on that card for this weekend. So, definitely going to be a lot of game watching. But before we get into that, let's recap the college basketball games that we had on uh, Tuesday's podcast. So, as of the recording of this, um, five of those games have finished. Um, the, those ones went 2-2-1. Two, two, and one, So, you know, right at 500. Not a great record, but not losing a ton of money there. Uh, first one we had was Western Kentucky plus 5.5 versus Louisville. Louisville uh, ended up winning this game 75-54. So the cover really wasn't that close. Um, you know, Western Kentucky looked good um, for most of the second half. But late in the second half, Louisville on a 12-0 run. Um, and at, at that point, Western Kentucky was just kind of out of it. Um, but this Western Kentucky team, it's one of those teams that one day they'll be hanging with West Virginia, the next day they'll be losing to Louisville, and they definitely have tournament potential if they can put some stuff together. So definitely watch out for this Western Kentucky team. Um, next game we had on the card, another loser. We had um, Oklahoma State versus Marquette, minus four. Oklahoma State won this game outright, 70-62. to 62. Um, You know, this Oklahoma State team, we were on them opening night against UT Arlington, and you know, Rondell War between Rondell Walker and Cade Cunningham, I think this Oklahoma State team is going to make a lot more noise in the Big 12 than a lot of people thought. You know, a lot of people, no one really had them even in the top five of the Big 12, but when you have stars like that, it's hard to not play good. And, you know, Marquette just didn't look great in this one. So definitely a team to look out for. But moving on to some games that had a little bit of a happier ending. Um, the next one we had was Michigan State plus four versus Duke. Michigan State won this game outright, 75 to 69. You know, Michigan State was down 10 early in the first half in this one, um, but kept battling, kept fighting, found a way to win the game outright, um, came back, had a great second half. You know, this Duke team is just not not a national championship caliber Duke team. Um, so I'd, if you're if that's what you're expecting as a Duke fan, that's definitely not what you're going to get this year. So, But still a fun team to watch. Uh, the next game we had was our push for the week. We had Kansas minus three versus Kentucky. Now, we did get a pretty good line on this game just based on when we recorded the podcast because uh, a lot of people ended up losing this because of Kansas. But we had Kansas minus three. They lost by three points to Kentucky, 65 to 62. Um, you know, even though Kentucky still lost this game, definitely a bounce back for them um, as a team, their mentality after that loss to Richmond. You know, Richmond's not a bad team. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, Kansas, you know, they could have covered the game had they made a late game layup. Uh, they put it up <laughs> right as time expired, didn't get it off in time, and just wasn't getting up the floor quick enough. So ended up pushing that one. And um, our final game that we have from last week or from Tuesday's card that um, has gone off is Montana State plus six and a half versus Pacific. Montana State covered this game, but Pacific ended up winning 74 to 70. And, you know, Montana State shot the ball from three pretty well in this game, 36%, which 
Um, it was about where they had been shooting average for the season. And even though it took overtime, you know, it got a little close whether or not they were going to get that six and a half. There were a couple times in the second half, but they were able to get that one. Um, also on Wednesday night, we had Colorado versus California. That was supposed to be on our card. That game ended up getting canceled, so that one got scratched from the card. And the final play that we had from uh, Tuesday's card was Arizona State uh, versus California. Or I'm sorry, that Colorado game was versus USC, but Arizona State um, plays tonight. Um, and yeah, so that game hasn't quite... That game's about to tip off as the recording of this podcast, so... We'll end up having those results from that game next week on Tuesday. But that about wraps it up for our picks. You know, not doing terrible. Um, if you're looking for some good uh, college basketball picks, head over to the website. The um, college basketball computer model has been doing extremely well. Um, I didn't check it today to see exactly how much it was up, but it was up like the, uh, yesterday. It was up like 20 units on the season um, for if you're betting on all the games. And the top plays were up like six units, so... Either way you look at it, it's profitable, so definitely take a look at those picks if you're interested in some of the smaller games, you know, that aren't necessarily getting covered by a lot of the media outlets. But moving on to some college basketball news. Um, one of the biggest stories of the week, Texas beats North Carolina in the Maui Invitational, you know. This would have been a huge win for North Carolina. I think it's the, like the last two times they've won the Maui, they ended up winning the national championship. Um, and, you know, Texas is looking pretty good this year. You know, they're in the AP Top 25. I think Kim Palm has them at number four, number five, maybe. And this Shaka Smart, you know, knows he's coaching for his job. Maybe not this season because I know his contract doesn't um, end this year. So I don't know that they would end up, even end up firing him. But Texas definitely has to show something because, you know, the fans are getting unhappy. But, um, yeah, they win the Maui Invitational. Another big game we had this week uh, was Gonzaga versus West Virginia. This Gonzaga team, you know, um, Suggs went out early in the game with what looked like it could be an Achilles injury. Luckily, he was able to come back in the second half and play the rest of that game out. So that was good to see there because if they lose him, loses a large part of their scoring on that team. But yet a lot of other guys um, step up in his absence. And I think this Gonzaga team can withstand injuries like that, but obviously they don't want to. Um, and then we also saw later in the night we had, in the Jimmy V Classic, we had um, Baylor taking on Illinois. Um, Baylor absolutely cruised through this game. Um, really no competition at all. So Saturday we're going to get Baylor versus Gonzaga, and that's going to be an absolute great game. That's going to must-watch game of the year. You know, obviously when number one and number two play each other, um, it's a must-watch game. But, you know, definitely like that. That Gonzaga-West Virginia game was good. So definitely watch out for that game coming up. Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about Michigan State. You know, they had a very explosive second half. Um, we were able to cover against Duke. Um, and Kansas, you know, they started, even though they ended up winning the game against Kentucky, they started out really slow. Um, took a rally to win that game, but um, definitely look not like a terrible team this year. I, it's going to be crazy to see what the Big 12 looks like. The fact that it is so competitive this year with, you know, six teams who are all really good, all easy top 25 teams. So definitely a conference to watch out for. Um, but one more thing before we, you know, leave kind of these tournaments and uh, whatnot. <laughs> one of the biggest talking points from the Maui Invitational was Bill Walton. You know, <laughs> Bill Walton's one of those guys, uh, either love him or hate him. You know, he's definitely, <laughs> definitely this season more than even last. Seems like he's gone off the rails even more. I mean, half the time, he wasn't even talking about the game, but you know, I'm one of the. I'll probably do to defend Bill Walton as long as I can. I think the main issue 
that you had with Bill Walton in this is you're not used to listening to Bill Walton at, you know, 12, <laughs> 12 o'clock in the morning or like 3 p.m. You know, that's not when Bill Walton's at his finest. You know, you need Bill Walton on the call of the Gonzaga versus Pepperdine game at, you know, 11 p.m. on a Saturday. So I think that's kind of the thing. And speaking of <laughs> Gonzaga and Pepperdine, I really believe that this season the West Coast Conference is going to step up. You know, Gonzaga, easily the number one team in the country. And, you know, everyone talks about you got BYU in the conference now, so they get a lot of a lot of love. And you got um, St. Mary's, who always, you know, with Tony Bennett and stuff, gets the love up there. But Pepperdine and San Francisco and even Pacific are all teams that you can watch. You know, Pepperdine, um, I, can't, I can't remember where they're playing. You know, but they had a close game. San Francisco ends up beating Virginia, so... Definitely the West Coast Conference, you know, the Pac-12 has not been good in a couple of years, and they kind of, so far this year, kind of look like more of the same. The Mountain West got a couple teams, you know, they have Nevada, they have Utah State, uh, teams like San Diego State, but I think the West Coast Conference is really going to make a push to be one of the premier conferences out on the West Coast, so definitely watch out for the West Coast Conference as a whole this year. Um, and you know, it's uh, one thing about having all these day games going on, it definitely gets hard to follow, so you definitely miss out on some stuff. Um, but one interesting <laughs> piece of news that happened actually about a week ago at this point, but I just heard about it the other day, was Chicago State's head coach Lance Irvine opts out of the season, which is true Chicago State form. You know, they're not, they actually, in my rankings, have climbed a little bit this year, surprisingly. When I say climbed a little bit, they're like 345 instead of 353, but they, you know, they're not right at the end. Um, the, the addition of Dixie State and Maryland Easter Shore being terrible, South Carolina State, all of them kind of rounding out the bottom, helped them get out of the gutter, but I'm sure they will find their way back there soon enough. Um, and yeah, that about is it for the college basketball news. It's just good to see the season going off, you know. Even though we've had some cancellations and some postponements, it doesn't seem to be affecting play a whole lot, so definitely good to see that. Uh, a little bit of college football news before we get into the picks. College football... Notre Dame has clinched the ACC title game, so they will be playing whoever comes out of the other side for that. Um, they actually clinched midweek due to some scheduling changes and whatnot, so that'll be uh, a fun game to watch. But one team, one game that got scheduled uh, today as we record this, um, Liberty was supposed to take on Coastal Carolina, which I would have really loved to see that game. Um, unfortunately, Liberty um, is not able to play that game, which was supposed to be the last game of the season, so they're going to end the season 9-1. and one. And, you know, which is kind of, it's a good season. You know, one loss to an NC State team by one point is not a bad season at all. But the fact that they might not even get a chance to go to a bowl game at 9-1 is crazy. You know, we've had, at this point, you know, the Las Vegas Bowl just got canceled this week. I think that makes 10. I know Fenway and Pinstripe, those ones are both canceled. Um, so we're just going to have a much smaller bowl season coming up this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how some of the smaller teams get affected by that. Uh, but not only that, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Liberty, come the end of the season, if Liberty, you know, if there's someone out there, like, a, I don't even know who, a BYU, you know, BYU is going to make a bull. But a team like that, who also doesn't make a bull, you know, Liberty, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see teams like that scheduling each other just to play like one final game, just to kind of cap the season off as if it were a bull, um, especially in these crazy times where, you know, seasons get shortened and whatnot. Um, but speaking of BYU and Liberty and whatnot, BYU has now traveling across the country. They're going to go play Coastal Carolina this weekend, so that should be another good game. Um, and, you know, the whole college football playoff situation, while we 
we know teams, it's kind of, it's wide open and not wide open at the same time. Uh, I think one of the more interesting scenarios that we could see would be one. So if Ohio State ends up not playing in the Big Ten Championship, which if Michigan, you know, doesn't end up playing them next weekend, we could see that. It'd be interesting to see if Notre Dame um, loses to Clemson in the ACC Championship. So we both have a, we have a one-loss Notre Dame and a one-loss Clemson. And then if somehow Alabama lost to Florida in the SEC Championship, we would have four teams that were all in, through the ACC and SEC Championships with all one loss. I don't know how, plus an undefeated Ohio State who would be 5-0, 6-0, maybe 7-0 if they can get all their games in at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how the whole thing shakes out. You know, we eliminated the Pac-12 and the Big 12 pretty easily this year. But, and I mean, the Pac-12 still has a chance, but very small. Um, but yeah, so it'll be definitely interesting. Plus, you got, it seems like Cincinnati still still there. So it will be fun to see what the committee ends up deciding on that. Um, but that about it for college football. Going a little bit into the NFL before we get into the picks. The Steelers and Ravens finally got their game in six days after Thanksgiving. Um, I missed most of this game because uh, it was in the middle of the day, but yeah, finally going to play. You know, Goodell comes out, um, says there's no plans for a bubble at this time. The season's, you know, going as planned or whatnot. So I guess good thing is we're getting games in um, no matter how that is. So just it's really all that matters. Um, I did see, though, that the Broncos um, are now keeping Blake Bortles away from the rest of the team just to help prevent a future uh, quarterback vacancy. You know, we talked a little about this uh, last week. Um, you know, with the bill or yeah, with the bills doing it with Jake Fromm. So definitely something that I think a lot of, you know, maybe not even the Broncos who are in playoff contention, but a lot of teams that are in playoff contention would be a very smart move at this point. Um, and one coach that, you know, has starting to get a little bit of talk about maybe being on the hot seat is Doug Peterson. Um, you don't really know what to think of him up in Philadelphia, uh, but a little bit about him, the Monday Night Football finish um, was definitely an interesting for one for a lot of people. You know, the Seahawks were minus six and a half in that one. Um, Eagles down 14 late in the game, score a touchdown. Um, definitely, you know, they take the Doug Peterson move, go for two, uh, statistically good move. Um, and ended up covering, you know, score eight points on that drive, lose by six, cover the six and a half. So definitely an interesting night for that. You know, it seemed like the public was pretty much all on the Seahawks, so. Yeah, that about wraps it up as far as the news goes. A new segment that we got this week, before we get into the picks, we're going to talk a little about the viewer questions. I put out a <clears throat> post on Twitter asking you guys to you know leave me some questions for the podcast. We actually only got one response this week um, from basically a troll account, but Casey Mustard, Stan, uh, you know, he's commenting on a couple of things. Is Tracy McSully the future of the Ravens? Um, I'm going to say no on that one. <laughs> I'm going to say they're probably going to be sticking with Lamar Jackson as soon as he is off the COVID list. So pretty easy answer there. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to do want to be featured um, and get some real questions you want to ask me on Twitter, definitely watch out for that tweet before I record the podcast. But moving on to the picks for the weekend, we start out in college basketball. We're going to start on Friday. Um, as always, um, for these Friday picks, these are going to be the real lines since um, they're out as the recording of this podcast. So for all these Friday picks, um, whatever lines I'm saying are the official lines for the game. First game we have is Georgia State minus three and a half for Charlotte. Georgia State yeah, comes into this game as the 103rd ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings, while Charlotte the 181st. Um, you know, as Georgia State's team's two and one, Charlotte hasn't won a game yet, coming in 0 and one. 
And the Georgia State team has just done a really good job of shooting the three, you know, 31.2% from three, while Charlotte only 26.3%. Um, but one thing that really sticks out to me about this Georgia State team is their offensive efficiency, 94th in Ken Palm, while Charlotte only uh, 209th. Um, and, you know, this Georgia State team has just done all, not only shooting the ball and playing well, done a good job of not allowing threes, too. You know, they've only allowed 13.3 threes. Um, from their opponents, while Charlotte on the other hand, not not terrible at 31%, but you know, not great. So this Georgia State team, between their defense and their shooting, I think they're going to be easily able to cover the three and a half for this one. Moving on, the next play, we got another Friday game. We got Toledo minus two and a half versus Eastern Michigan. Toledo comes into this game 139th in the hot tip bet rankings. Eastern Michigan 161st. Um, you know, Toledo's 2-2 two and two on the season, Eastern Michigan 0-1, uh, with their only loss coming to Michigan State. You know, this Toledo team, um, in the 20, what was that, 2018-2019 season, I was really heavy, on, high on this uh, Toledo team. They were just a fun team to watch, you know, they make some noise. They had a little bit of a down season last year, but this season looks to be another promising one. You know, in their first four games, shooting the three at 42.5%, that was one of their strong suits. Uh, that season. Eastern Michigan, not quite as good, 19%. Now, granted, they were playing Michigan State, so you can't take that um, with a whole lot of um, certainty. But they also weren't, didn't shoot the two nearly as well either, 68.8%, while Toledo 76.1%. This Toledo team is uh, very has a very efficient offense, 95th in Kim Palm, um, while East um, Eastern Michigan 185th. So I think Toledo, even on the road in this one, has an easy job covering the two and a half point spread. Um, so that's going to be my pick for that one, Toledo minus two and a half. Next game we got on Friday's card is Jacksonville State versus FIU. Uh, Florida International comes into this game as six-point favorites. Um, FIU is the 162nd-ranked team in the Hot Tip Bet rankings, coming into this game undefeated at 3-0. Jacksonville State, not, no, I mean, the ranking is not great. It's great, um, 291st. Um, not terrible record, 3-1 and one on the season. But this FIU team has really just shot lights out across the board. 43.9% from three, 61.5% from two, and a, an amazing 83.83% um, from the free, free throw line. Um, Jacksonville State, you know, not the worst numbers in the world, but definitely not quite as good. You know, 33.7% from three, 41.4% from two, 64% from the free throw line. Um, but one impressive thing about this FIU team is they're not turning the ball over nearly as much. 22.5% turnover percentage, um, while Jacksonville State 25.6% turnover uh, turnover percentage. Um, as FIU team, definitely a good team. You know, minus six in this one. Yeah, it's a big spread, but they're at home. I think they get this cover easy. So I got FIU minus six in that one. The next game, the final game we got on the Friday card is north texas plus three versus mississippi state now i thought this game according to kim palm you know had i think it was about a five um point when i was looking at uh early week lines um so this came out a little bit lower than i was kind of expecting but i do still like north texas in this game um while they do come into this game as the 241st ranked team in my rankings um mississippi state comes in as the 88th ranked team this north florida team not north florida north texas team has done a great job shooting the three um, you know, 50% from the three-point line with, you know, only two games through the season. You can't put a whole lot of weight in that, but still 52% from two and a crazy 82.1%. Um, and it really speaks more to Mississippi State's lack of shooting, you know, 37% from three, which is not bad, but 55.2% from the free throw line. You know, that's not a free throw shooting percentage that is going to win you a lot of games, especially um, in the SEC. Well, this isn't an SEC game per se. 
um, definitely still comes into play. You know, North Texas, 21.4% turnover or turnover percentage, Mississippi State, 24.8% turnover percentage. So I definitely like North Texas plus three in this one. So that'll be my final pick for Friday's card. Moving on to Saturday's card. Now, since this is being uh, recorded on Thursday and released um, on Friday like usual, we will not, we do not have the lines out for these games quite yet. So, as always, these are going to be the ones we're talking about here are the Kin Palm Look Ahead lines. Uh, official lines will be you know posted on the website, tweeted out, put on Instagram when all of that is made available. But the first game we got on Saturday's card is North Texas versus High Point. High Point comes into this game as three-point favorites on the Kin Palm Look Ahead line. Um, you know, North both these teams have not played great this season. Uh, you know, North Texas 0-4 on the season, 241st in uh, my rankings. Well, High Point 0-2 on the season, 299th in the rankings. But this High Point team has done, even with, you know, those two losses, has done a great job shooting the ball. 43.8% from three, 74% from the free throw line. You know, North Texas, who was a great team last year, especially for covering the spread, not quite as good. 35.4% from three, 72% from the free throw line. But one thing that really sticks out is the turnovers and steals. Um, you know, the High Points only turned the ball over on 15.8% of um, their possessions and got it stolen 5.8% of the time. Well, North Florida has a terrible 28.4 turnover um, and 17% for steals. So they have doing, been having a horrible job of trying to holding on to the basketball and not, um, you know, giving the other teams free possessions. So I think High Point gets this three-point cover easy in this one. So that's the play in that game. Uh, moving on to the next game on Saturday's car, we got Eastern Illinois minus four versus Green Bay. Uh, that minus four is the Ken Palm look ahead line. Eastern Illinois comes into this game as the 153rd ranked team in the country, 0-3 on the season. Green Bay, the 287th ranked team of the country, 0-2 on the season. Um, and this Green Bay team has done an absolute horrible job of shooting uh, the ball this year. You know, 18.2% from three. Well, Eastern Illinois is much better at 33.9%. Um, and Green Bay is also, you know, their offensive efficiency just is not great this year. Um, they're 217th in Kim Palm offensive efficiency. Well, Eastern Illinois, 147th, which, you know, isn't the best in the world, but it's a lot better than that. Um, and, you know, the Green Bay's also struggled to not turn the ball over, turning over 21.3% of their possessions. Well, Eastern Illinois, only 18.8% of their possessions. So, you know, getting four on the road at Green Bay. Um, their Heisen League just has been a weird league all around, but I do like uh, Eastern Illinois traveling to Green Bay for that one. Um, the final game on Saturday's card, not a huge Saturday. Um, but this next game, you know, kind of a, kind of a crazy one, but Tennessee Martin plus 28 versus Illinois. Again, the plus 28 is a uh, Kim Palm look ahead line. So I would not be surprised if this thing opens, um, you know, a couple <clears throat> points lower when they get that, get that highest spreads. It does change a lot. You know, Tennessee Martin, according to my rankings is not a good team, you know, 341st in my rankings. They are one and on the season. However, Illinois, well, 10th in the rankings, you know, three and one on the season, um, with that loss coming to Gonzaga. Um, but this Tennessee Martin team is not a bad team, you know, 47.6% from three, you know, Illinois, not eat bad either. 46.9%. Um, but Tennessee Martin's done a great job shooting free throws at 75%, Illinois, 69.4%. They've also done a good job, not turning the ball over, turning it over on 17.8% of their possessions. Well, Illinois turning it over on 21.5% of their possessions. And, you know, Tennessee Martin's coach died a couple of days before the season started. So that definitely impacting all of them, giving them something, you know, more to play for, you know, they're leaving a spot for him open on the bench for all their games. 
Um, and 28 points, even on the road against a great Illinois team, is just too many. Um, we'll see what the spread actually ends up being, you know, with that being the Kim Palm look ahead. But definitely like Tennessee Martin in that one. So that's going to be my play for that game. Moving on to Sunday's card. Um, we got Tennessee Tech versus Western Carolina minus 10. That tends the Kim Palm look ahead line again. Um, Tennessee Tech, 313th ranked in the uh, how to bet rankings western carolina 156th um tennessee tech yet to win a game this season at 0 and 3 while western carolina comes in at 3 and 1 you know this western carolina team um again another team that has done a good job just not turning the ball over only turning it over on 17.6 percent of their possessions while tennessee tech 26.4 percent of theirs um they're just super efficient on offense 159th in offensive efficiency while tennessee tech 341st in offensive efficiency um, and they've kind of just shot lights out coming um, so far, you know, 30.6% from three, 53.4 from two, 78.6 from uh, the free throw line. Um, well, Tennessee Tech, not very good at 21.4 from three, 46 from two, uh, and only 60% from the free throw line. You know, that's like that just aren't going to win you a lot of games. And yeah, they, uh, you know, 10 point underdogs in this one, according to Ken Palm, but definitely like Western Carolina to cover the spread in that game. Next game we got on Sunday's card is New Hampshire versus Quinnipiac. Uh, New Hampshire is minus one on the Ken Palm look ahead. Uh, New Hampshire comes in this game as the 207th ranked team in the country. Quinnipiac, the 264th. Um, you know, both these teams, uh, decent starts, you know, kind of kind of about the same pace. Uh, New Hampshire at one and one, Quinnipiac at one and two. Um, and New Hampshire, you know, done a great job shooting free throws this year, 80%. You know, Quinnipiac, not much worse than 75%. Um, but their three ball has been pretty good, you know, for New Hampshire, 35.5%, while Knippiak only 28.3%. And they've also done an amazing job of not turning the ball over, one of the best in the country at 13.4%. Um, Knippiak, not great at 22%. So definitely like this New Hampshire team to cover this one. Next game we got, we got the battle for the city of Cincinnati in Xavier versus Cincinnati. Uh, Xavier is three-point underdogs, according to Ken Palm. Xavier comes into this game at 74th on the hot tip bet rankings, uh, Cincinnati 63rd. Um, you know, Xavier, great start to the season so far, 5-0 and on the season. You know, Cincinnati's only played one game, uh, but they did win it, 1-0. So, you know, both these teams come to this game undefeated. Um, and Cincinnati, while they have... Uh, Shot the ball well, you know, at 33.9% from three. They haven't done it nearly as good as Xavier. Xavier shooting 48.4% from three. Um, Xavier also shooting the free throw um, extremely well at 70.4%, while Cincinnati 53.8%. Um, and, you know, Xavier just has a much more efficient offense. Not even, not much, but a more efficient offense. 61st, according to Kim Palmel, Cincinnati's 80th. Um, you know, I just like Xavier more in this game. You know, I think they got a good team this year. Um, they're, they're showing that, you know, racking up five wins already. So Cincinnati, I think they easily covered the spread in that game. Um, the final game we got for Sunday's card and the final game for the college foot or college basketball weekend is Wyoming plus nine versus Oregon State. Wyoming comes in this game 209th in the country um, and two and one on the season. Oregon State 95th and also two and one on the season. Um, but Wyoming team done a great job shooting the ball, you know. 36.5 from three, 58.58% uh, 58 from two, um, Oregon State 33 from three, and 43.2% from two. 
But this Wyoming team has done a great job shooting free throws, 74.5%. Oregon State only 58.8%. So definitely something to look out there. Um, and they've also done a great job not turning the ball over. Only 14% of their possessions turn it over, while Oregon State 21.8% of their possessions. So definitely like Wyoming to cover that one, um, whatever the spread ends up being. But that's about it for the college basketball picks for the week. You know, usually we ha- would have Monday on uh, Friday's show, picks for Monday, but Monday's a very small card. I think there's only like 10, 15, maybe 20 games. I don't know. It was a, it was pretty small when I was looking at it. Um, really no good teams playing, not a lot stuck out there. So no plays for Monday's card. Um, guess we'll take the day off and prep for the week to come. But that about wraps that up for college basketball picks. The first college football pick on this week's card is a match, the Big Ten matchup between Nevada and Purdue. Purdue comes into this game as two-point favorites. Game set to kick off at 12 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Nebraska comes into this game uh, one and four on the season and two and three against the spread. Purdue two and three on the season and one and four against the spread. Um, Purdue's done a pretty good job putting up points this season, 27.2 points per game. Nebraska not quite as good, 20.6. Purdue's also done a very good job of, you know, Moving the ball and not turning it over, you know, 401.8 yards per game with only 1.4 turnovers per game. Nebraska, not nearly as good, 369.4 yards per game um, and a pretty bad 2.4 turnovers per game, which, you know, which isn't crazy high for some uh, college football teams, but it's not good. You know, 2.4 turnovers is not going to win you a whole lot of games, especially in a conference like the Big Ten. So definitely like Purdue minus two for their first pick of the college football card. Next thing we got, we got a Mac showdown between Buffalo and Ohio. Um, Buffalo comes into this game as 11-point favorites. That's going to kick off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Um, Buffalo comes into this game undefeated at 4-0 and 3-1 against the spread. Ohio, 2-1 on the season and 1-2 against the spread. One very exciting thing about the Buffalo team is their ability to just put up a ton of points and just go crazy down the field. 50.75 points per game this year. Ohio... Um, you know, still high at 34.3, but it's not 50. <laughs> um, you know, they just haven't put up quite as many points. But, you know, Buffalo and, you know, the points are one thing, but they back it up, you know, yards, 512 yards per game. Um, while Ohio, uh, only 362.67 yards per game. And this Buffalo team backs all that up with not turning the ball over. Averaging only 0.5 turnovers a game, you know, only two turnovers on the entire season so far. They're definitely a team to watch out for. Um, in the Mac, um, definitely interesting to see how the Mac ends up finishing, but they're going to be my pick for this one, Buffalo minus 11. Next game we got in college football, we got Colorado minus 7.5 versus Arizona, set to kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Colorado comes into this game 3-0 and 3-0 against the spread. Arizona uh, has not been good 0-3 and 1-2 and against the spread. And you know, this Colorado team... With Oregon losing, we got Colorado, USC, and I'm uh, forgetting one team um, that can't think, but that are still undefeated in the Pac-12. So if the Pac-12 has any hope of sending a team to the college football playoffs, Colorado is one of them. And honestly, I think Colorado probably has the best shot. I don't know if they have the best shot as far as the committee's concerned. I think the committee would put, they may put an undefeated USC, and I don't think they would put an undefeated Colorado. But this Colorado team, 34.33 yard, or points per game, Coming into this one, Arizona only 22.33 yards or points per game um, coming into this game. But this Colorado time of possession, um, 35 minutes and 10 seconds time of possession compared to Arizona's 27 minutes and 5 seconds. Um, you know, time of possession is one of those stats that you can look at um, that means something for some teams. But when it's this far wide of a gap, you know, 
especially being that high over half for Colorado. It's definitely a big thing to look at. And Colorado's also done a great job not turning the ball over. Um, only, only 0.67 turnovers per game. Arizona 1.33 turnovers a game. So definitely like Colorado in this one, um, minus seven and a half. Next game we got on the college football card, South Carolina plus 11 and a half versus Kentucky. Uh, game's going to be kicking off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. South Carolina, no, not a great team so far this season. Two and seven on the season, only three, five and one against the spread. Um, but Kentucky hasn't done much better. Um, three and six, and also three, five and one against the spread. But the South Carolina team, you know, twenty-four point one one points per game. Kentucky nineteen point five six points per game. Um, but this Kentucky team's really struggled to move the ball. Only two hundred ninety-one point seven eight yards per game. Well, South Carolina three hundred forty-nine point six seven yards per game. Um, but one thing that really stuck out to me about this one was the penalties. You know, South Carolina only 4.89 penalties for 40.22 yards, which is huge, um, especially when it comes to covering in games like this. Well, Kentucky, 5.33 penalties for 50 yards, which isn't terrible, but not quite as good. Um, but yeah, I definitely like South Carolina plus the 11 and a half in this one. And the final play of the day, we got a late one coming from the Pac-12. We got Oregon State plus 11 versus Utah. Oregon State comes into this game at two and two and three and one against the spread. Utah zero and two and one and one against the spread. Um, one thing about this Utah team, even though they've only played two games, they've done a horrible job holding on to the ball. They are averaged four point five penalties per game. You know, so nine penalties over their first two games. Well, Oregon State or turnovers, not penalties. Um, Oregon State only one turnover per game. So definitely hard. It's I would say almost impossible <laughs> to win games when you're <laughs> turning it over 4.5% of the time. Um, you know, this Oregon State team knocked off Oregon this past weekend, you know, 398.7 yards per game, Utah's uh, 347. You know, this Utah's team looked like they were going to uh, beat a, Was a good Washington team. Washington was able to come back in the second half and win that one. So I definitely like Oregon State, especially when you get up on 11, even though they're on the road um, going down to Utah. But let me take an Oregon State minus 11, or sorry, Oregon State plus 11 to finish out the college football card for the week. Uh, moving on to NFL picks. First game we got in the NFL this week is the Browns versus the Titans. The Titans are six-point favorites in this game. Um, game set to kick off an early one, 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Browns come into this game eight and three and four and seven and, uh, against the spread. Titans eight and three and five and six against the spreads. So, you know, two good teams, two playoff teams, but two teams that have kind of struggled to cover games this year. Um, Titans averaging twenty nine point four five points per game, while the Browns only twenty four point oh nine points per game. One thing that kind of sticked out is the turnover differential. You know, Titans have done a great job not turning the ball over. Um, 0.45 turnovers per game compared to the Browns 1.09 turnovers a game. So definitely like the Titans in this one. You know, they've been able to move the ball extremely well up and down the field, 385.73 yards a game uh, compared to the Browns 355.72 yards a game. So going to be taking the Titans minus six in this one. And the next game we got is one that I don't know about. The Lions plus three versus the Bears. Uh, another one set to kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Lions come into this game four and seven, four and seven against the spread. Bears come into this one five and six and five and six against the spread. Um, and even though I didn't have the Lions on the uh, official uh, card for last week for the podcast, I did end up betting on them on Thanksgiving. Um, and they looked absolutely horrible. You know, end up firing Matt Patricia, but. You know, 22.91 points per game. The Bears, 19.64 points per game. 
But you know, I feel like this Lions team is different. You kind of see that sometimes when uh, teams fire a coach. We saw that a little bit with the Texans when they fired their coach. You know, they had a little bit more energy um, coming out there. So I would not be shocked if this Lions team comes out firing in this game. You know, this Bears team has been trending in the wrong direction lately. I don't know. I mean, they were playoff hopefuls. Now it's looking like, I don't know, you know, maybe a little bit of bias coming because, you know, I need them to keep losing uh, as a Cardinals fan. But I do like the Lions in this one, um, especially they're, you know, they've done a great job, you know, even with the coaching, you know, limiting penalties, only 5.909 penalties a game for 48 yards. Uh, Bears, you know, 6.27 penalties for 56 yards. So I'm going to be taking the Lions plus three in this one. Next game we got is a late game. Between the Giants and the Seahawks, Seahawks are 10-point favorites in this one. Game set to kick off at 4.05 uh, uh, p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Giants come into this game 4-7 um, and seven on the season, 7-4 and four against the spread. Seahawks 8-3 and three on the season, 6-5 uh, and five against the spread. And, you know, the Seahawks have done just a good job putting up points, you know, um, putting a lot of high-scoring games, 31 points per game. The Giants not at all that, no, 19.45 points per game. Um, the Seahawks are just doing a good job moving the ball up and down the field, 391 yards a game compared to the Giants, 313.81 yards a game. And the Seahawks just aren't turning the ball over, only 1.27 turnovers a game compared to the Giants, 1.45 turnovers a game. So like the Seahawks, minus 10, it'll be the pick for that one. And the final card on this uh, pretty big slate of games for the weekend we got the eagles versus the packers packers coming to this game eight and a half point under or favorites um so games had to kick off at 4 25 p.m eastern on sunday um packers and coming to this one at eight and three you know eagles three seven and one um the packers are doing a great job putting up points three uh 31.73 points per game compared to the eagles 21.55 points per game you know, even though the Packers are turning the ball over a little more than they were early in the season, they're still only a 0.82 turnovers game compared to the Eagles 1.91. Um, and they've done a great job keeping the ball, keeping possession. 33 minutes and four seconds time of possession compared to the Eagles 28 minutes and 59 seconds time of possession. Um, so definitely like the Packers in this one minus eight and a half at Lambeau. I think they're going to do a pretty good job. I think they easily cover that spread. So that's the pick, the final pick for the NFL card. Now that about wraps it up. For Friday's episode of the Hot Tip Bets podcast, um, you know if you haven't gone over to the website yet to check out the computer picks model, like I said a little bit earlier, uh, college basketball model has been doing extremely well so far. I think it was up like 20 units the other day. So definitely take a look at that. You know, college football, NFL picks, not doing quite as good. I don't, I don't know the the th- uh, their records right off the bat, but you can always see. Those records um, for the computer model picks and for the picks that we give out here, all that is available on the website. Um, and if you're a horse racing fan, we got horse racing picks up there for every day for um, a lot of the big tracks in America. So definitely take a look at some of that. Um, and yeah, if you haven't taken a look at the Hot Tip Bets college basketball rankings, I definitely put a lot of time into those in the offseason. Uh, if you have any suggestions how to improve them or whatever, definitely reach out. I'm always open to suggestion. Um, if it's just complaining about how low your team's ranked, sorry, that's probably not going to get fixed because, you know, rankings are based off of betting, not off of personal bias. You know, there's 0% of, uh, human air that goes into my rankings. It's all just based off computers. So definitely take a look at that new rankings, um, dropping every day, but you can check out the, the specific rankings, top 25 and stuff on Monday. And yeah. Uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter and Instagram um, at Hot Tip Bets Chris. 
Also, make sure you're following the Hot Tip Bets account on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all of the stuff down below so you can stay up to date on all of the happenings in the college football and college basketball world. So that about wraps it up for today's podcast, and I will see you guys all on Tuesday. Tuesday.